0: and welcome back to Biola Backstage. I am your host, Charlotte McKinley, and here with me today is Christy McCreese, who is the Biola Student Government Association president. She is a senior public relations major, and I've known her since freshman year, probably because we've been in all of the public relations classes together for all of our years here, because we're the same grade, major, everything like that. (laughs) So Christy, it's great having you on today. Thanks for having me, happy to be here. Great, so I just wanted to get started with a very simple question. Can you explain what
1: SGA is, what it does, and your history with it? Yeah, definitely, so a lot of freshmen come in, you know, looking for a way to get involved. Um, that wasn't me, I really wanted to just focus on building some community, like in my classes and my major outside of that. Um, and I was really actually nervous as a freshman, so I didn't want to jump into anything, and, um, at some point, it was after the COVID year, I was like, man, you know, I wish I I wish I was involved more with like campus engagement. And so people were like, oh, you should go out for OCE, Office of Campus Engagement. And um, anyways, I, I didn't really know how to get involved. I was kind of afraid, shockingly, because I'm pretty extroverted. I just didn't know what to expect, I suppose. Um, but there was a bit of a crisis in Hope Hall because they didn't have a senator. You are like, oh, we need someone, we need someone. I didn't know what a senator was. Um, But when I found out kind of what the job description was a little bit, I figured, you know, okay, this would be a really good opportunity to kind of um, uh, use my time at Biola for maybe somebody other than myself. Um, I think it's pretty easy to default to that. So I began as a junior my um, first semester as the Hope Hall Senator. (laughs) So that's how I kind of heard about SGA, got involved with it um, in the beginning
0: why did you decide to run for president and can you explain what the race was like the decisions going up to that and then what you did in the race and how that all happened
1: yeah so so as a senator we work on the student side like my job was to Kind of like actually look look out for students in a way. Um, it's funny I've like never really felt more maternal in my life than I did as the senator. I was just kind of like looking around me, like looking for kids who um, maybe didn't seem like they were as connected, or even the kids that were connected. How could we get them to, um, you know, bring in other students? I think it's it's tough being in college um, without community. You know, you try to form it, but sometimes it's overwhelming and there's a lot going on. Anyways, yeah, so I uh, I started like really kind of noticing oh, my goodness, there's such a need here um, for students to be, like, actually sought after. It's pretty easy to get out and seek after something. I'm an extrovert, and I had trouble getting involved. So I think it would be really helpful if somebody like, reached out to me and was like, oh, you like choir? Or you like like to sing? You like to game? We have clubs for that on campus. You know, you can meet people. You can – so I really fell in love with that element. Um, and I found out, like – I was like, what, what does the president do anyways? Um, so our former president, Nevin, Nevin Slaughter, a great guy. Shout out Nevin Slaughter. <laughs> um, he – I kind of just like heard from him what his job was about, and you work a lot more on the administrative side. So I felt like I had worked a lot with the students, but I was like, if I took it a step up, I could like take what I'm learning from the students and kind of um, enlighten staff and faculty on that. And as a PR major, I mean, that's kind of what it's about, is you're connecting um, one, one side of, um, I guess, we call it, we have like the bread analogy, you know, I got the bread, one piece of bread, the other piece of bread, peanut butter, and we're in the middle. Um, so connecting like the one side of administration to the student side. Um, and yeah, I felt super passionately about that because I, I understood the student side really well. I understand Biola, I think, I'd like to think so. And there's certainly so much more to learn. What better place to do it? So I started to run for, I decided to run for president like super last minute. Didn't know who I was gonna run with. Person I in, initially thought I was gonna run with kind of dropped out like the day, the information day. So I thought to myself, oh, who in the Senate would I want to do it with? And Andrew me, just really well-spoken guy, super intelligent, Tory honor student. Um, he just always had a very multi-dimensional view and i think when you're representing a, such a large student group it's really helpful if you can kind of see it from um multiple sides and um what better person for that i figured than, than andrew he, he was so good at that um so i thought I'd, I'd you know start working with him so uh he and i started campaigning together i was intimidated it actually maybe was one of the most stressful weeks i've had here at school i'm not even a personality that gets stressed super easy i just never done anything like it and I found out I had to have, like, a campaign team. I'm like, how am I going to get a bunch of kids to do this with me? Like, (laughs) who cares? Like, do they care about this? I didn't know, um, which was also one of my goals. I mean, I wanted students to care about SGA and understand it. So, yeah, so I ran. Next thing you know, we only had, like, we were running up um, only – one other group or candidates so it wasn't like super competitive um but yeah we ran and we campaigned and we had a lot of like my friends kind of just came to bat for me and joined my campaign team and that was really special actually to just sort of lean on them so yeah
0: what was your campaign slogan for
1: (laughs) (laughs) my (laughs) so i was trying to think of something that would be catchy and not like um like annoying you know <laughs> anyways sometimes I, I, I the way I actually thought of it was like you know when you have to write an Instagram caption you don't know what to do so I, I write my Instagram captions kind of strangely but so my my slogan that that all being said was uh, hmm yeah I think I will vote Christine Andrew <laughs> and it was a hit because I have friends from home and <laughs> they'll be like hmm yeah I think I will do this <laughs> so it stuck so that was good
0: <laughs> And you had shirts that got printed with the... <laughs> I did.
1: The... That might have been, like, the most stressful part, just getting the shirts. I mean, I, I didn't have money. Like, we didn't have a budget. They, I think they, we had, like, uh, 50 bucks or something we could spend. And um, I did I did put some money into my campaign. I, I feel guilty to say it, but I <laughs> I did. And so I was, like, ironing on these shirts. Fun fact, I, I ironed on some of the letters um, upside down. So, you know, you, like, look at the shirt. So, yeah, that don't remind me (laughs) yeah it's good that I'm glad that's over (laughs) that
0: was that was last year but now it's this year and now you've won you're you're the president yeah it's a big big (laughs) deal um yeah so walk me through what a typical week as president looks like like what are you doing what are your meetings like Mm -hmm. who do you meet
1: with why do you meet like what all what what is it like Sure. Yeah, much like the field of PR, it's like very broad. Uh, I think a lot of PR majors can attest to the fact that we go over a lot of like general concepts and uh, strategic methods of communication and outreach. But when it comes to the actual application of those concepts, it can be um, kind of difficult. It's not. It's so subjective, I suppose. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I think the thing with the being the SJ president, people are often like, oh, like what do you do, or can you get us like a pickleball court, or can you, you know. Uh, <laughs> It, I really much have to diagnose like, who I'm supposed to meet with or, or where there's a need, which requires a lot of thought. So essentially, I work with my VP, Andrew, very closely. And uh, like I said, as a senator, you work with the students. I'm not really working with students. I'm working with uh, staff and faculty. All my meetings are primarily with staff and faculty. I sit on the president's advisory council once a month. I go to faculty senate twice a month. I meet with our um, advisor, Sandy Huff. Um, she looks over like student development. Uh, I meet with her um, every other week. I meet with Lisa Egram, the VP of Student Development, um, once a month. I can um, I can sit on and on like a Todd Pickett's uh, chapel sort of council for the president. Um, so I have a lot of these different meetings, but, and those ones are mandatory. But throughout my week, um, I'm very dependent on Andrew and the feedback that he brings from the senators. So um, we've actually implemented a new program this year called Senator Surveys, where the senators each week can need to go out and find at least 10 students, preferably not students from their direct friend group. And Andrew and I draft these surveys every week. So it would be like athletics, you know, why do you go to the athletic events? Or why do you not go to the athletic events? Um, How can we get you there? Um, One of our goals this year is to really capitalize off of resources that we already have as opposed to creating new ones. I think one of the issues we have trouble like kind of filtering people into, um, you know, where they can have communities. There's just so much going on. So we don't want to create something new. We want to capitalize what we already have. That being said, each week I get the senator results, and this is really helpful because it's um, non-biased student statistics. I mean, it's really easy as a student leader, especially as a liaison and representative. I know I felt myself kind of leaning into my own opinions and thoughts when it comes to representing a larger student group, and we really want to avoid that as much as possible to make it fair. So after I get these surveys, I will meet with the administrative partner that it corresponds to. So we just drafted our athletic survey. I met with Neil Morgan and Eddie Shepard. They are the directors of the athletics. We're doing one on chapels. I'll beat with Todd Pickett to deliver him, you know, this information. So that's what my week-to-week looks like. It differs. But it's my job, really, to say, okay, we need to draft a survey on this. Like, what do students think about um, Tory Conference? What do students think about our chapels? Are we discussing, like, prevalent issues that are um, applicable to challenges that students face every day and take that there and you know just do my best to represent and it's a lot easier I would say when I have direct statistics as opposed to just my own thoughts or perception I think it'd be less fair that way so
0: a lot of students kind of don't know exactly what SGA does or even if it (laughs) impacts them they're just like oh yeah they do stuff they, yeah. they meet on, like, Thursdays. Yeah. So yeah. what are some tangible things that SGA has done that have directly impacted students, and what are some things that you're doing right now that are directly impacting students?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's such a good question. So I think it's hard with SGA because we can't just, like, slap our name on things. Like, hey, uh, you like bananas during lunchtime at the cafe? I'm going to put an SGA sticker on each one. You know, like, there's no direct way to show, like, SGA did this. So that that becomes tough. So what we've tried to do this year, because I don't think it's enough to just tell, tell students, you know, like, we're here, you can reach out to us. Um, I think with college students, with everything that they have going on, they kind of need to be sought after a little bit. So that's where Andrew and I looked at the handbook, and we thought about what is SGA's purpose, like how is SGA impacting or changing the students? Um, Are we just there, or are we actually like outreaching and looking for students? So a big part of these surveys is we want students to know like, we're not only here for you to talk to us, we're actually going to come find you. We're going to ask you, we're going to find that student, um, and we're going to hopefully get them to tell us what their thoughts are, what they're struggling with, what their opinions are. So um, that's something we're trying to do to make ourselves known. Um, direct ways that we've impacted the students. So we managed to change open hours last year when I was a senator. That was huge. They were just kind of wonky hours. Like nobody really understood why we had like, oh, like four to six or I don't even know what they were to be honest. Um, now it's a lot more consistent and we have um, four days out of the week open hours, um, which students were pretty happy about. We tried to actually change them all together, but we found that after surveys, where we actually went out, found students, we found that a lot of students didn't want that. They wanted the freedom to sort of walk around on their towel, do whatever they want, three days a week at least. So um, we stuck to that. And then the other thing is we managed to get a formal, uh, which was fun. And I know this isn't like, oh, wow, SGA is really changing the campus culture and climate. But I think it's important to have like these fun events. I mean, looking at colleges like Wheaton College or even Taylor, like a lot of our brother, sister, Christian schools, they're having these kinds of things multiple times a year. Um, we thought it'd be nice if we could update the handbook and actually bring that for students. The other thing is, is the calf. <sighs> Everyone's always complaining about the calf. <laughs> so something that really worked out this year to our benefit is we got a new chef, and so um, that's not reflective on SGA and their efforts, but I got to meet with them sort of early on. and. Um, connect our chef to a student who runs that uh, Rate My Calf account and that's my job. Ultimately it's to draw those connections and so students don't necessarily know like hey SGA went and they drew this connection so now that you all have an avenue so you can add your complaints, frustrations, your things you love and get it directly to the chef but that's SGA. We work behind the scenes a lot. The formal I would say is one of the few things that's actually like in your face like hey SGA did this. Everything else is a lot behind the scenes we're constantly voting on proposals and uh, funding different clubs on campus and organizations that we figure will benefit the larger student demographic. So if you come in with a proposal and you're like, and it appeals to the larger demographic at Biola. Like, we want to fund you, we want to support you, we want to help you, because we do have funding that we get to allocate. So that's really special. That's yeah, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg. We're putting on an event on uh, November 10th with SMU. Um, we're collaborating with them. So we also do some collabs throughout the year. We have to do two major ones per year. So um, we're doing a carnival, which is going to raise money for our global missions team. So it's for a good cause. Um, so yeah, hopefully we get a good turnout for that as well.
0: One thing you mentioned was, you went to and sit in on a lot of faculty meetings or you talked to the president Mm -hmm. or his cabinet. As a student, when you first started, was it intimidating to do that? Because you're like 30 years younger than most of these people. (laughs) And then also, have you found that it was a bit of a battle to make sure your voice was heard and that the students' voices were heard? Because oftentimes I think what can happen is people think, oh, They're just students, like yeah, they're technically Mm -hmm. adults, but they haven't worked in the real world yet. Mm. So, have you? What have you experienced in those meetings?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. I'm not like usually the most shy person you'll ever meet. Um, Yeah, I know you know that, but I so I I don't often have like trouble saying what I think. I think I have more trouble relating to students who maybe have more trouble saying what they think and. That's somewhere I'm definitely trying to grow. But um, actually, I was very pleasantly, um, not necessarily surprised, but it's been pleasant. I really actually feel that the staff and faculty um, really want to hear a student voice in the room. Um, I don't feel any pressure from them or sort of like, oh, they're just accommodating me. You know, I'm just here. I don't feel like that. I I think they really want to hear, and I have every time after a meeting, at least one or two people. At least will come up and say thank you so much. We need this. Like we get so disconnected from the students sometimes in our offices, working day to day. And it's such a pleasure and joy to have you here. And that's always really sweet and really encouraging too. The other thing I was gonna say was, I mean, the first so I sit in on a meeting called the President's Advisory Council, and um, it's like the heads of all the departments basically, and the president. They just talk about university updates. Anyhow, a lot of it's like confidential until it's supposed to be released. So I just have to kind of just listen, keep my mouth shut. I just do listen, do a lot of listening, and. After, you know, my first meeting, I went in actually with the former president, this was during like, my training week, and, you know, they're like, okay, give us, like, some general student updates. I had plenty of them to give, so I stand up, I do it. I'm like, okay, you know, if you want to go now, you're, you're free to go. I'm like, what? That's like, ha- I did half my job, I felt, because I am a voice for the students, it's true. That's what I. That's what the job is. But I'm also a voice from the staff, a faculty, to the students. It Needs to be two way. So I think actually the greater challenge is not getting student voices to administration. It's actually getting administration voices to the students. I think there's a lot of a lot more grace that would be expressed on behalf of the students if they understood a lot more about what happens behind the scenes. Without going into too much detail, I think this is worth noting. But we have a place on campus where you can go for free counseling. That's a huge resource. That's really beneficial. I know a lot of students utilize that. Essentially, what had been happening is the lines were just so long, students often couldn't get in to get appointments. So something I heard was that there were so many students, especially right after the pandemic, who had been in need of counseling, um, that they had to actually give priority to students by asking this question. This is kind of heavy, but they're thinking, have you thought about killing yourself today? And they would give priority to those students because, you know, obviously it's more urgent. This is the kind of thing that I think if students understood, there wouldn't be so, hey, we pay this much money. We should get faster resources, to faster access to faster resources. And um, I think that's where I come in. And even if it's heavy stuff, you know, it's hard to hear. But it, it sheds light on necessary issues of what's going on behind behind closed doors. And um Yeah, that's been a big part of the job that my heart is really close to, is just bringing understanding both ways. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good, solid example of of what that looks like.
0: From my understanding, you also have a meeting on Thursdays. It's two, three hours, a big block of time for Mm -hmm. Senate meetings. Mm -hmm. So do you run those, or does Andrew? And then can you explain
1: what's involved with those Senate meetings? Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. So, Senate is for, so when, when you enroll into Biola, you pay $120, I think, 120 for, it's called a student fee. And all that money actually goes to SGA. Um, and it's, it's there for, um, you know, it's there for you guys, it's there for the students to sort of fund clubs, events, um, provide snacks and do fun things like that on campus. And so, SGA is entrusted with a pretty large quantity of money that we are to allocate throughout the year. So, Senate is usually, first of all, Andrew runs it. Um, that's I run our executive board meetings, which consists of like our our board, and then he runs Senate. So I'm usually just pretty quiet. I'm sitting there, and I offer them at the end an executive board update and give them sort of my end of it. But um, so the senators come in each week, prepared with their um, senator survey results, and then um, we try to really market our Senate meetings, um, especially to like heads of the clubs on campus. Like the Office of Innovation came in, and they did what we call a proposal where they say we want this sum of money to put on this event to reach this demographic of students and then the senators each vote. Uh, Then the vote can pass in partial or we'll grant them like half the money um, or it can pass in full. So um, a lot of Senate is devoted to like a deliberation of proposals that come in and we'll see at least two proposals, sometimes three a week. Which is great. And We've really wanted to market that resource. I mean, it's your guys' money. It's there for you. So, um, yeah. So our senators, like, we train them to vote um, in a way that will benefit the student body. Um, what that looks like is, for example, the Woven Conference, right? Big up-and-coming conference on campus for women in the workforce. And they had done, like, a proposal for a rather large sum of money. Um, we didn't pass it in full because we felt like for such a large sum of money to be taken out of the chunk that students paid it needs to um, appeal to more than just the female demographic Um, so this is ways in which senators will either pass in partial, not pass at all, or pass in full um, a proposal. So that's usually what Senate looks like. And then we have a time for just general deliberation for senators to discuss amongst one another, different updates they've heard, issues on campus, great things that they're seeing on campus, engagement with their halls. And then we also just leave it open to the public for anyone who wants to come in and sit or share or, yeah, or propose some sort of event.
0: How would you suggest students get involved with SGA? Is there... As any specific forms you have to do is there any <laughs> events that you can go to like what what mm-hmm. does general involvement look like with SGA and then like
1: what are the roles also involved with SGA too mm-hmm. yeah so another big goal of we had like four major goals Andrew and I as we went into our administration the first was um to increase like engagement with Uh, different resources that we already have on campus. The second was to improve the CAF, kind of took care of itself to our benefit. The third was to actually increase the diversity of like sort of representation within Senate. Um, We wanted more students from like diverse backgrounds to join Senate um, as a student leader. Um, but the other thing that we really wanted was we didn't want students to have to feel like they had to hold a position of office in order to be heard and so i would say the key event that students could attend is senate because sj isn't really involved in event planning that's not our role our role is more to work behind the scenes and assist whether that be financially morally however the senate meetings is a great place for students to come in and see like hey like how's our money being spent i mean i'm really proud of our senators i think they've done a wonderful job i'd love for more students to come in and sit in on that process um but yeah, so I would say the greatest way is to follow our Instagram. Any events that we have, we're always marketing Senate to be open um, and to come in there to 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 talk to your senator of your hall. Um, There's such a great resource. They post a newsletter every every week. It's on your door. Um, there are students who really really love Biola. They love their hall. That's why they're serving there. And so um, I would say utilizing that resource and getting involved in SGA. It doesn't have to be some huge time commitment. It can be you come to one meeting. It can be you talk to me. You see me in the calf, and you're like. Hey, can we get these like spices in the calf? Like at home, my mom cooks with these or, you know, different little things. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to change the whole the whole campus culture to to be involved in SGA. You just have to say your opinion, which you'd think more students would be eager to do. But actually, we have to kind of seek it out quite a bit. So, um, yeah, that was definitely another one of our our big goals this year. So, yeah.
0: One of the things we'd like to ask as we end our episodes is what's one piece of advice you have for Biola students? I mean, you're one currently, so mm-hmm. you have a different perspective than other guests that we've had. So from your perspective and where you've been, you're a senior now, so you're almost there at the
1: end. What's one piece of advice you have for Biola students? Yeah, that's such a good one. I have one piece of advice, I would say. The best thing I, I ever did at school was get my get out of my head stop thinking about myself that's not something that's like boom okay I'm out I'm good it it, it took like a lot of like prodding and still does it still will every day but try to find a way on campus that you can serve someone who's not you college is such a selfish time it's really easy to get wrapped up in uh, your major um, what you're going to do next internships who you're going to end up with who are your friends try to find ways to get out of that sp- space, it's so liberating, just giving sort of your time and energy and thoughts to somebody else, whether that be like serving on a club, a team going on a missions trip in your classes, just looking for the kid in the class that maybe doesn't have someone to partner with, or is nervous to speak and making that student comfortable and encouraging them. I think, I think, and and I'm not saying it so that you can be a better person. I actually, there may be selfish intent behind it, but it's extremely liberating. I really think that biblical concept of thinking of others before yourself, like, really it really becomes true in the ways that God sort of maps out a great manual on how to live life. And it, it won't fix everything, but it can distract you a little bit from what you're trying to fix all the time. So I'd say that that's something that I, I try to do. I don't do it well all the time, but I, I try to. So I would say that's good advice in college when virtually everything gets done for you. You know, somebody washes your dishes, mows the lawn, takes the trash out, cleans the toilet, makes makes your food. It's really easy to just fall back and really lean into the self so yeah
0: perfect well thank you so much Christy for coming on I really appreciated getting to talk to you and hear more about your side because it's seeing a friend in this position is really cool because <laughs> like I know you and then I know of the position and just seeing how you've grown and excelled in everything has been really cool so thank you again for coming on i appreciated talking with you you.
1: charlotte thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure
0: thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of biola backstage we were very lucky to have christy mccreese the sga president on and we look forward to having the assistant dean of the school of fine arts and communication joy Qualz, on next episode you don't want to miss it so tune in next monday